Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menza podcast. Menza is an app that's available for your iOS and Android devices where you can have 20-minute focused conversations about various topics like arts, travel, technology, personal finance, etc. In these podcasts, we stitch some of these conversations together for your convenience. A warm welcome to all of you for the first episode of our Future Gazing in 2030. Uh, and I'm really overwhelmed to actually see that there are so many people who have signed up for this conversation. And uh, it only goes to actually show that imagining future is so fundamental to human beings, Uday. You know, when we were doing this, we were wondering, I don't know how many people would be interested to come. But looking at the number, I can now proudly say that this is the basic fundamental of human beings. And when it comes to technology, I think even more so because we all are active users of everything that is related to tech. A little bit about why did we choose 2030? Why why did we choose 2030 and not 2050 or 2075? In fact, when we started discussing about this topic between me and Uday, we first started saying that why don't we talk about 2075 or 2050? But then we were very quick to realize that 2050 and 2060, 2075 is so far away and it's it's very whimsical and fanciful to actually think of what will happen in 2050 or 75. You really can't, uh, you know, uh, think about tangible things that you can expect uh, in 2050 or 2075. More so, I don't know how many of us are going to be around or how many of us will have control on what's happening in 2050 or 75. Uh, while it is to kind of tickle imagination uh, than uh, giving knowledge on the future, uh, still 2030 looked more tangible to us. And, and we thought 2030 is far. But it is also so near. And, and today, whatever we do, uh, we are able to kind of uh, impact what is going to happen in 2030. And, and that's how we landed up on the timeline as 2030, because we also wanted this group to have a takeaway uh, of uh, things that they could relate to, things that they can understand, things that they think uh, that they will be able to play a role in shaping up. You know, uh, So that's how this 2030 uh, timeline came about. Yeah. And uh, I don't know how many of you have read uh, the the post that I made on the LinkedIn. And, and that's what came to me as an imagination when I actually started thinking about this topic. And uh, the morning hours is so dear to all of us. All of us who go to work, you know, the first two hours, three hours in the morning is so critical, isn't it? When you get up, you're in a rush to kind of get to work. And, and I thought the first thing that I want to see change uh, is in that uh, timing. And, and I would want to kind of recreate that post uh, using a minute to kind of uh, get all your imaginations work. Uh, so imagine with me, you know, you're getting up at five in the morning. A soothing voice emanating from your smart device is waking you up, you know, bidding you good morning. Versus today's alarm clocks that kind of shake you up and shock you up out of the sleep, right? And, and while it happens, uh, the room is automatically filled with light because the screens are moving by itself. And, and by then, I think the AI will be so smart that it will be able to kind of pick up what is your mood today morning and, and maybe emanate the scent of your liking or of your choice for that particular day. For example, for me, uh, it, it basically uh, boils down to a fresh brew of magical Arabica. And, and once that happens, everything around you is smart, isn't it? So you're getting up from the bed and imagine that your bed is a smart bed and, and, and the bed packed with sensors that automatically adjust your body pressure points and controls temperature and monitors sweat. And, you know, you have a great sleep. There is no way that you can't have a great sleep in 2030 maybe. And when you wake up, you wake up fully charged. And as soon as you wake up, because the bed has been censoring everything, sensing everything, it can throw up your vital stats. It can tell you how you feel today, what your, what your body requires today, and what's the kind of exercise your body requires and kind of prepares you for the day, isn't it? And then we walk out of the bedroom 
the coffee machine knows that you're walking out of the bedroom and it starts brewing your coffee and as you pick up the coffee and go sit uh, your schedule comes up automatically and your voice assistant is kind of briefing you on that right and as you finish your coffee imagine that the drones are flying in and you don't have to worry about ordering swigging anything your refrigerator is so smart that it can actually pick your daily meal plan and order accordingly and then it basically kind of punches in the order in the night in the morning when you're getting up the drones are delivering to a contactless uh, delivery bay and life could be so different isn't it and when you come back from a morning jog your your machines which are connected already senses that you're entering the building and it actually starts preparing for your uh, getting you ready for the office and your wardrobe is picking up things that suits your mood of the day or or, the, or, or the, it knows that you know this is the day that you wear a certain cloth and 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 then the driverless car and imaginations are you know uh, uh, boundaryless i mean you can have those imaginations uh, that's how that's how i started thinking about it and i wanted 2030 to happen right away you know i mean it, it basically makes you feel that you right, you want the 2030 to happen right away because it's a beautiful life they're looking at so uday i mean i have today uh, uday with me who is a storyteller great storyteller i also have gobind uh, who has spent a lot of time in facilities management and and been on the part of organizing work for us so we will hear from them so i will first hand over to uday and uday what's your take on 2030 how do you see 2030 kind of coming up for you hey thanks mahesh the one thing i want to do right now is to get an arabica myself thanks for making us imagine all of that stuff but hey look uh, i got a bit of perspective here uh, when you first talked to me about 2030 and even now i remember 10 years back in 2010 any management strategy meeting or for that matter any cm of any state or even the g7 summit everyone talked about vision 2020 isn't it and and if you look at all those presentations of vision 2020 and then eventually figure out how we all lived in 2020 inside our houses scared like nuts um, fearing of one virus uh, you wouldn't have believed isn't it i mean things so, so that's a, that's a first thought that's the first thought which had come but look uh, there is i think why 2030 works for me is because 2030 allows me to imagine and not get into a fantasy uh, 2050 would actually make me get into a world of fantasy imagining flying uh, flying cars and stuff like that 2030 is more real um and i was just as as a build up to this i was just looking at it 18 1920 was the last organized big pandemic this entire spanish flu and stuff which had come and if you plot the whole aspect of human innovation and what has happened from 1920 onwards we have seen everything right from 1920 to 50 uh, you had a great depression you had a world war uh the gdp for the first time they came out with the gdp uh, all the scientific laws were probably innovated in the last 10 years before that and so yeah 2030 for me i think is going to be a lot about tangible things a uh, couple of things that i definitely look at is maybe with the vaccines getting innovated uh, so fast we've realized that almost everything is possible and a lot of the current problems that we are really facing I think a lot of those things will cease to exist and I'm going to call out on two big things before I hand it over to someone else uh the first thing is I don't think there's going to be anything called internet not getting connected anymore I think I think I think we're going to once and for all maybe we'll have 15g by that time uh, or a 20g whatever it is but whatever the g is going to be it is going to be completely no zero internet that is the first thing and the second thing which is definitely going to happen is i think we'll traf- we'll solve the traffic problems for sure uh, 
I think remote controlled driverless cars are going to happen, and I think the two big problems: internet connectivity and traffic. I think these are the two things we'll lick by 2030. Yeah, I mean, I, I also see some of the comments that are coming in, uh, like Pravina is saying that while I'm okay with all this, I would still want to make my coffee. Uh, you know, I can also see Bindu saying that though it sounds great, all the imaginations are by AI or a machine. Uh, in fact, I asked this question to my mother, and she told me I want to go back to 20. Twentieth uh, century, the last century. I was very happy when we had no technology and uh, we did not really have to worry about any of these things. So yeah, I mean there are two sides to the whole story. But I think um, I would want to actually get a bite from Gobind also because uh, you know work is so much of a part of our daily tech life and daily tech today contributes so much to the work and and workspace is changing fast. And as Uday said, pandemic is actually kind of creating that kind of uh, change so fast. So there are a lot of changes that is happening uh, in that space, and uh, Gobind has been somebody who is working in that area. So I would want to hear from Gobind, what's changing in the workspace, or is the workspace itself transforming? Hey, thanks, Mahesh, and thank you there. So you know, it's been a crazy year for facilities management. I mean, the last year uh, actually transformed a lot of things. Most of you haven't even seen office for more than a year now. So. Uh, the first uh, thing that you know, I really like what Uday said. Even uh, one of the thought leaders in the industry, ISS, had a very good document called, uh, you know, Workspace in 2020, which was one of the thought leading documents at its time. But beyond 2020, they hadn't written what's going to happen, and of course, we know what happened in 2020. Now, uh, there has been a basic question in the last year that does uh, an organization need Uh, workspace at all? Do people need to go to work? How many people actually need to go to work? But you know, as Aristotle said, it a man is uh, by nature a social animal. So I think uh, the basic need, even in 2030, of being a social animal, of interaction, of actually meeting people, that's not going to go away because that's something which is an in, inner need of a human being. However. most workspaces would have actually moved more were moved to your homes as well so organizations have started retrofitting uh, people uh, people's homes they've started supporting them with furniture and i think um, even future home buying decision would be depending on if you have a nice cozy workspace for you where you can actually work through the day how so why would people need to come to office they need to work together there needs to be collaboration so uh, even in 2020 the document for 2020 always stated that collaborative spaces is actually going to improve and increase so to create teams to create collaboration i think there's the the whole need to create an experience when you come to office why you need to come to office that brings in a lot of perspective when you think of what's going to be the an office in 2030 so one of the things that that has already started is automation at workplace and of course Uh, hardly anyone has uh, will look at a permanent seating for their employees i think the it's it was started by sun microsystems years ago flexi seating was something that was slowly creeping up and people could you know actually go work from any seat but the future could even be hold better experiences for us because when they want us to come to office i'm sure the organization would create even better experiences so your chair would adapt to yourself to your requirement your table would be of the height that you are and i think when you plug in your uh, i mean maybe you don't need to plug in if you look at the future maybe we would just need to uh, with biometric get 
verified and your workspace adapts to what you require. And in the future, one of the things that is very, very critical, I think, uh, with the coronavirus incident is indoor air quality. So I see a lot of technology around indoor air quality, in around lighting, it, uh, around the air conditioning, and even simple things. So with sensors, you know, today we can actually understand when a restroom is dirty. And the in the future, there would be robots. I'm, I'm sure most of you have actually gone to robo cleaning at home with the lockdowns and maids not coming in. And in the future, commercial uh, spaces, offices would have small robots which come and clean on demand. So what actually we see is much more efficiency in terms of the way each space is designed, the way it is uh, experienced. And of course, very importantly for an organization, the spend that they actually put into it would be towards the experience and not towards the basic of seating and the way that we look at facilities right now. Mahesh, I hey, think hi, that's hi. from as a friend. Yeah, yeah, very well put, Govind. In fact, before I move to the next speaker, I would actually want to pick up something that Govind said about, you know, the robo-cleaning uh, stuff and and in fact i was discussing with uday and i was asking him what is the coolest gadget that you have uh, acquired in the last one year and that's a question that i'm opening for the listeners i mean what's the coolest gadget that you guys have bought and experienced in the last one year's time i mean one is of course the robot that cleans the house for me if you look at it uh, i mean i would say washing dishwasher i mean though i have not really acquired it that's something that has been enticing i thought entire life that's not going to work but today i feel that's one of the greatest uh, equipment that comes through so you can message and tell us what is the coolest gadget that you've picked up uh, in the last one year. And Sai, what's your take on the uh, whole situation uh, of uh, the technology taking over in 2020, 2030? Yeah, uh, thanks, Mahesh. Uh, I think nicely put up by all the three of you. Uh, I can see in every sector, see, I have just pointed out some of the key sectors which will go through, uh, you know, transformational changes like healthcare. Rightly pointed out by you uh, at the beginning, uh, when you are, see, one of the key uh, issues in the healthcare is the diagnosing at the right time, uh, which which I think will completely get eradicated. And the kind of, you know, instrument that uh, each and every one of us are going to carry in future will exactly alert your doctor and uh, will exactly uh, you know ensure that uh, all the precautions are taken care and the kind of uh, you know robots uh, going to come in the you know surgery and the precision at which they are going to work upon uh, like people like us who have gone through serious issues and all in our uh, health i think all those are getting sorted out now and you will have a you know system where you can clearly imagine that somebody is monitoring you all the time and whenever there is a spike in any of the parameters that are going to be taken care and the kind of you know automation that is going to come uh, especially you don't need to depend only on one of the professional one particular doctor or one particular location you see as as professional we continue to move out of locations uh, in various parts of the country we travel you might go to you know various uh, countries also so in that scenario i think healthcare is going to go through a serious transformation which will help the humanity in large uh, to you know ensure that there is no uh, problem in terms of health health reasons that is one of the thing which uh, which is going to be getting transformed and uh, home uh, in terms of home solution which you have talked about other than that there are a lot of other uh, to add to whatever you said uh, as a professional today uh, especially uh, millennials uh, 
when you look at the millennials in terms of how they are uh, you know looking at the future uh, when whenever the kids are going out of home there is always a you know security threat which they will go, go through in their mind people will be working out of different locations might be continuously traveling uh, how do uh, my kid is uh, performing in school how is that uh, they are uh, they are you know security and things like that all those are getting covered uh, with a with a ai and with a kind of you know smart uh, smart devices that are going to come so you are all the time you are connected while you will be in a different location altogether uh, this famous study i have done mahesh during my vodafone study uh, i have uh, gone through a study in uh, deloitte workshop we created a solution for uh, millennials especially looking at what are their needs are. and imagine uh, as you speak i am also taking the same page uh, imagine uh, somebody is going and uh, and then telling you your anniversary is coming you have never traveled to a location like this and already there is a booking happened there uh, they are inviting you uh, to be part of that particular dinner or particular journey there think of it why you have done nothing somebody has blocked a table for you for you and your wife and then they are inviting you stating that here is where you have never visited in your life and we have already booked it for you please go on and then enjoy the dinner so Sorry. those kind of uh, things which will start happening uh, as well as in our own uh, sales and distribution if you talk about it uh, today most of the organization are struggling with the supply chain uh, in terms of where is the demand coming from how is that it's going to shape up is my demands are very clear uh, am i reading the consumer today we go with the old data and things like that tomorrow there will be a pop up coming up you know adaya the consumption patterns are like this uh, so uh, the way how it is trending there might be so many shoppers coming there and then you please go and then place your product there that's the kind Sorry, of solution at which the Sorry, supply chain is not moving uh, that's going to be outstanding and in uh, in in a, in a research and de- uh, development most of the time we go with our gut feel most of the companies even though they are professionals including unilevers or for that matter anybody who is there in the chain they go with what are sai are you able to hear me sai and they go with their lot of gut feel today are you able to hear me expanding category yeah, i can so hear you sai the entire data will be available with you and the way how the new products are going to come up are going to be like niche categories and they will be targeting only specific consumer for I your mean, own it's only sai who is able to hear us you see force fitting ourselves because there is no other product available just because it is popular and it is also okay for me to get satisfied with that product i am moving on but uh, hey, 2030 i can clearly see that there will be various segments coming in niche categories getting expanded and that's the way r&d is going to develop r&d is no more going to be developed by the labs which are there in the in the fmcg companies or for that matter anywhere uh, uh, whichever the organization we belong to and that's going to move towards uh, you know a platform where you will exactly know who are the consumers what are their needs that those are the transformation will happen in r&d yeah yeah sai thank you so much sai can you hear and me as far as the auto industry is concerned we all are aware it's going to be a complete autopilot and electric is what is going to replace the fuel energy so almost like every industry see if at all we believe that this industry will not go through change i think we will be uh, misled 100% all the industries are getting into huge transformational change example of education today education is happening at at a, at a location sai, where sai can you hear me yeah yeah sai can you are you able yeah, to sai. hear me 
ഉട്ട് <laughs> parenting how that how that's going to be happening relationship what's going to be the impact of all these things in 2030 some of these are topic that we're going to take up in the coming circles in the week by week every week we're going to run this and that's how we are planned uh, to go about doing this uh before we run out of time shahul are you there a quick bite from you what is your take from all the conversation that is happening and how do you think in fact in fact i would want to before shahul comes in i would want to say Uh, tell you something that happened today morning i was asking my daughter that what do you want from 2030 you know i mean what is that you aspire that technology should do for you in 2030 and all of us want different things right and i was actually i it took me about uh, 15 minutes of laughter to get control uh, because she said look i don't want mama waking up all every day morning screaming at me to go and take a bath i want you to develop something in which this whole concept of bathing is off you just have to walk into your room your air cleaned walk out in 2 minutes get your dress and get on with the life this whole point of morning getting up brushing bathing everything is a waste in fact let me tell you that kind of technology is in the works i mean there is already a air cleaning for clothes there is already an air cleaning for everything else that is coming up so all of us want different things so i am again opening another question for the viewers uh, for the for the listeners what is it that you want technology do for you in 2030 yeah so so uday i mean uday let's let me circle back to you uday i mean uh, and and maybe get a closing comment from you yeah in fact i would want to just read out some of those most hilarious comments which are coming in people have a lot of things it's been an amazing chat and we'll keep this chat going but just just summarize summarizing just about a minute uh, it's a fascinating topic uh, and and i'm just i was just mentioning uh, i was just thinking that look, when we ask people to imagine everyone's there right we all want to imagine it's it's a huge it's a huge uh, step up into what we really want the future to be it's just fascinating this entire conversation and i think every week forward we will be coming out with something which will um, tickle our imagination much as it was as it were and uh, look at how tech and uh, the entire journey to 2030 is going to be yeah so so some of the topics i mean you guys can uh, messages and tell us what is that you want to kind of uh, uh, you know hear from us in the next uh, discussions uh, the direction that we're taking is that today we were talking about the tech in daily life and what does it mean and it's a fascinating side of technology there is also the other side as a coin has always two sides so in the next episode we will be discussing about the impact of all this technological advances that is happening and and how those will change the way we behave will change the way we deal with relationship change the way we deal with our own self and and the impact of it uh, also in our mental health and stuff like that So a warm welcome to all of you on to the second episode of the Future Gazing in 2030. Uh, in fact the first episode uh, saw some overwhelming response, great participations and you know loads of fun and interaction that we had seen. And that only reconfirms something that Anand told me before I started last week. He said look imagining future is so fundamental to human beings that you just can't keep yourself away from participating in an activity or a discussion like that. And I think it's completely true, right? So Last week we spoke a lot about technology that could make our lives even more comfortable in 2030 and i think we focused on technologies that can make that difference to our life 
so i thought this week let me uh, provoke my course speakers and all of you listeners to take a take that imagination a bit further and and how it can not just to uh, become better in daily life you know how algorithms and hearts could go coexist uh, in making decisions and and how will that life be and i couldn't imagine uh, anything better than as an example to put up a love story to trigger your thoughts and provoke you to kind of think through that and that's the thing that i did when i actually made that post on linkedin uh, i'm sure many of you would have read it but then i'm also expecting that some of you wouldn't have read it so to quickly run through that i mean it was a story about uh, a guy who basically uh, falls in love with a girl and uh, he lives in uh, they live in a world which uh, is driven by star rating like right? uh, today you know that you 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 star rate a uber driver when uber you take an uber and accordingly his life is controlled uh, further the kind of rides he gets or kind of money he gets paid and all that right similarly we know that banking system today has a has a uh, rating system civil scores were not that big 10 years back but today it is very big it controls our financial uh, stability because if you don't have a great star rating in civil you can't really get great loans or great financial structures similarly that world in 2030 could be a world where everybody is rating each other and what it could lead to is that your social status your uh, self worth everything is around the stars that he has and the story goes as in the guy falls in love with a girl the girl is a 4.8 star the guy was a typical classic rebel who did not really follow any rules and he was a 2.5 rater and unfortunately he realized that you know being a 2.5 rater this proposition is not going to go forward the girl is not going to marry him and eventually the girl gives him 6 months to kind of improve his rating he goes back and does everything and in that world everything is around rating so if you break a traffic signal imagine that if you break a traffic signal if your rating goes down as a penalty or if you go and not follow a green living norm your traffic uh, your your rating goes down or if you show bad behavior peers can uh, rate you down right and in such a scenario he had to really work hard to kind of get his star rating up and 6 months later he is going for a dinner and that morning he gives up and he is all stressed up the reason being that he is no more he is not anywhere close to being a 4 plus star rater he is a 3.5 rater and that throws up a lot of questions uh, i did not really conclude the story and bring it to a climax whether the boy gets the girl because i thought that's an that's an answer maybe you all can vote and maybe bring it to a closure because the question is will algorithms take over our lives in 2030 or will our hearts still hold a role in decision making you know how will this coexist Uh, will such a technology integration into your daily life nudge people to become better citizens or can the world actually become a better place if anything and everything in life is measured and rated and there is a reward and consequences so that's and and my objective of putting that through was to kind of provoke my co speakers and also uh, you as listeners and hear from you what you think about it so i'm going to open the floor to my co speakers and let's listen to them So before I go through, I also have Senthil today, who is joining in from a banking background. I, I thought it would be great to understand the background of a civil scoring, how it happens. So Uday, the first thought is I don't like it, Mahesh. I just don't like this idea at all. And, and just to give you a perspective, let me just paint a picture out here. Let's imagine we are in 2030, and both of us, I, I become a, I become a seven standard or eight standard kid, and I'm carrying my report card home, and. By the time I've reached home, I've told a couple of lies, or maybe I ate someone else's tiffin box, and what was a good conduct certificate suddenly becomes bad. What you're effectively saying is, real life 
changes as it happens uh and and that kind that kind of affects the way we are doing things it's it's not a great idea at all but having said that let me give it another perspective i i think a lot of information about us is already out there google has collected everything edward snowden has revealed in his big release about the whole the 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 minute nature of how we are all being surveilled and how our privacies are being violated so i think we are just one mouse click away from all the information getting leaked anyway so the whole prospect of in 2013 2030 algorithms con- uh, algorithms con- uh, controlling the way we are rated uh, a continuous civil rating almost on a daily basis for everything including relationships first of all for me it sounds very tough but i think it's inevitable because it's already there the information is already there someone has to just take a call and say okay let's use this yeah chetna you would want to come in yeah sure so uh, i mean i quite uh, partially i i kind of uh, hear uday's perspective and mahesh thanks for setting that context you know with the story but i have a, i want to take give a different dimension to this uh, you know looking at 2030 and i think 2030 is too far the technology needs to be right here and right now for something you know which we are talking uh, how it can enable a social system uh, eco friendly system where you know uh, imagine a scenario where all of us have a score in terms of how eco friendly are we uh, what are we doing towards you know making the world eco friendly space so in that perspective i do think you know um, uh, a social you know an open system where literally every activity at a individual level at a consumer level at a in- person level is getting monitored and it's getting rated because let's be honest this is a problem and technology can enable and solve this and you know uh, as individuals at a daily level we miss the bigger picture uh, i don't go step forward to you know maybe invest a lot of my time in you know being eco friendly giving back to the nature because i know neither i'm rewarded neither i look at the bigger picture if you know some kind of a scoring or some kind of a technology algorithm that works and tells me that you know my my credit rating or my availability of loan or my resellability of my property becomes better because i am you know i am eco friendly i'm saving more water i'm using less plastic i'm making the world greener i'm you know not consume, not wasting resources i think that that in that space technology will really make a difference uh, for each for each individual and that will matter at a larger scale yeah that's interesting i mean i would want to bring in ranjit here ranjit comes from a uh, background where i think some of these are already in the world so ranjit why don't you give us a few point of that how sure. it is already happening sure. in this So sure. uh, but first on a lighter note when i read your linkedin post i was glad that i was born in this generation because i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have got married uh, 20 years down if this is the criteria but but more seriously uh, from uh, i mean we have already i mean i come from the fm background and uh, in my organization for example we have actually used this as means of evaluating how much we get paid by our customers so we do a lot of service for corporates across various industries and and today 
from from having a fee structure which was just a percentage of the total service that we do we are moving to a fee structure which is based on customer satisfaction and 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 actually we've seen a big difference in the behaviors of people because of this and 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 more so a positive change in that mindset of how important the customer is and things like that there, there is a flip side to it it means a lot more hard work uh it's not, you could you couldn't get away with uh flimsy servers and substandard service but th- that's where it is uh, today uh, i mean i i was reading before this i was reading something on uh, a survey done by london school of economics which said that a 7% increase in your nps increases your revenue by 1% so it, it is it is a thing to be aware of and it is going to happen if it's not already there in your uh, businesses in fact i'm going to read out a very important uh, information that richa is trying to share she says that i know a social entrepreneur who actually is working towards creating a social credit system i wish i could get you on board to speak but we are full uh, and she says builds the world build the world is the name of the organization based out of hyderabad interesting you know i mean i also saw uh, raktim singh saying that imo digital anthropology will provide a lot of answers there so there is a lot of proof that it is actually happening it is actually going towards that uh, direction and and it's not very far that you know some of these things can become a reality should want to answer your question car in 2030 maybe we will take that as a topic some some other time uh, now if we know that something like that can happen uh, you know let's understand how it happens today i mean and i think not, no better person than a banker to tell us how the credit and the risk management happens sentil comes from that background so sentil i mean give us two bits about how does it work and how has it evolved over the last 10 years where starting from you know one not knowing that civil scores are important and that can impact your life but today it is become a part of life that everybody manages their physical I and mean, financial uh, thing hey mahesh thanks uh, you know i i am actually thanking my stars that you know our love story is actually concluded early part of 21st century uh, and uh, it's really scary that uh, you know our sons don't get the privilege of choosing their uh, you know in-laws that is where we are, looks like we're all heading to uh having said that i think uh, you know uh, i've been a banker uh, a lender predominantly for the last 20 years um we've all uh, you know over the last 20 years built algorithms to uh, you know predict the ability of a customer and an intention of the customer to repay and all that and you know civil scores actually direct us to take uh, lending decisions but trust me the last one and a half years all these algorithms have you know gone to the dogs uh, the biggest hangover today a lender has is uh, uh you know will the money that left my bank will it come back safe and is the money that is lying in the bank uh, you know safe to step out i mean that's the sort of dilemma every banker or every lender uh, you know is 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 in today because whatever uh, algorithms we uh, we we sort of built over the last 10 15 years was all built on you know how much of uh, income one is earning and how much of uh, you know credit he has taken and how is he uh, how he has paid over a period of time and stuff like that we were all talking about disposable income and you know will somebody prioritize but one virus has actually you know taken um, all of us uh, Uh, you know for a toss and our our repayment behaviors have changed uh, you know the sort of money that we had, you know had to end up spending on health uh, health and stuff like that so uh, um, uh, the entire banking fraternity is sort of uh, you know reinventing uh, the way these algorithms are built uh, i think uh, in future it is uh, not just going to look at uh, you know what you have how much you earn but i think it's also going to look at um, you know and factor uh, what you do uh, you know what you 
uh, you know how you travel how you save uh, and uh, you know a lot of these uh, you know so social aspects are also going to be built around these uh, you know algorithms and and i think in 2030 credit lines you are not going to i mean the bankers are uh, you know not going to chase you or you know you don't have to start really looking at uh, where to raise credit credit is going to be available the credit limits are going to be set on the basis of uh, you know your behavior over uh, you know a period of time whether it is in terms of you know paying your telephone bills or paying your insurance premium or paying uh, you know the credit that you have already picked up and stuff like that and also you know the other aspects like um, you know how how has been your uh, you know travel behavior and how how has been your uh, you know spend behavior in terms of uh, you know your priorities i think all these are going to be intertwined in terms of an algorithm and uh, you know credit is going to be available and availability of credit is going to increase or dip, you know decrease depending on you know how well you are sort of uh, you know clinging on to the to the scores hey thanks sindhil to bring that perspective in fact uh, you know i am reading richard's uh, comment which says also how much good deed are we doing contributing towards volunteering hours and even that should get uh, rated where it can actually add to your points uh, uh, this reminds me about the comment that i mean imagination doesn't have a limit at all isn't it i mean it, it, it's it can be as much uh better or worse that you can imagine and i'm going to read out a comment that somebody had put on linkedin by the name of milind hingol uh, he says on the positive side i expect the world citizenship uh passport and global security number to come through and some of these things to kind of make it possible i mean you can be actually a global uh, citizen if you really have a great rate uh, rating i mean these are some of the motivations that people can look at uh, and and you know these are some of the things that will change the way we live in this world uh, borders are any which way is blurring these days and 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 if you have to actually look at one world uh, there has to be a system that kind of makes one world possible where you want to come in yeah in fact uh, i think richa, in fact there is also some point which is being made i think richa only made it about uh, we may not have the malayas and the and the kind of big scams scamsters happening if so much of data is available uh, and uh, there is something else about mohit saying that uh, I, i think uh, pravina's making about decentralization decentralized currency a lot of it is possible but mahesh i, I think technology even today is fairly good to kind of uh, like like what senthil spoke about is is fairly good to kind of predict the conduct of the person it's, it's all there for example uh, in all the servers in the last since the time we have i've gone on to the internet there is an imprint of which website i have gone to whichever i don't even want to mention the unmentionables it's it's the fingerprint is yeah <laughs> the fingerprint is already there so i i think the big challenge uh, as we move towards 2030 as a live civil score for each of each of us which is which is what senthil was indicating not about just the financial but even about our conduct and personality is that how much of the regulation is going to be in place is privacy going to be complete i know it's a different topic but is privacy going to be completely gone where does the individual and where does the state stop and who is going to make these decisions i think these are the bigger questions that will happen in the next 10 years the technology is already there really yeah so uh, you know uh, i was central uh, was talking about how 2030 you know credit or uh, how ratings will work and how it will impact and to be free uh, i would still go back to my you know thought and point imagine if i were to circle back and say uh, you know a good consumer or a good i would say uh, you know somebody who is looking at uh, uh, taking a loan only gets a better rate because they have contributed back to the 
system to the ecosystem whether it's you know in any of the aspects so that's where the technology or this rating system or the social rating is going to have an impact because it's got a direct impact and and i think it closes the loop it's a two way thing today i'm not impacted i'm not bothered uh, maybe a civil score matters but uh, what am i giving it back to the different you know the, the eco space and my 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 eco rating if i may call it uh, where does it stand and and you know we we are somewhere not measuring it at least i am not uh, uh, i don't think so somewhere we are capturing it for the at a consumer level uh, and people don't see the reward and people don't see the penalization so if technology can bring that uh, I, i'm sure it's going to be a game changer uh, in its way and it will it will automatically if i were to pick threads from your story i'll say it will automatically force each one of us to think beyond just uh, ourselves and contribute and see uh, how we can leverage and get a better social rating as well thank you chetna i mean anand your comments make me more confident that we are not going to be enslaved by the machine at all i mean anand says that whatever happens i mean all said and done humans will always rule over the machines he says he should work hard to bring her score down and make it happen i mean we will fudge it <laughs> at some point in time that's very interesting i mean next next uh, responses divya says that social scores will be super hard to ignore right i mean tomeka says of course he has to get the girl emotions has to win oh bindu bindu loves what anand says yeah yeah i mean lot a lot of lot of answers coming in yeah ranjit i mean ranjit sentil would you guys want a kind of yeah, yeah hi no go ahead uh, ranjit not no i i was saying from an era of where we used to look at horoscopes to match people uh, we will soon reach there i'm pretty sure to see what is their uh, linkedin score and what is their social networking score and things like that so i'm pretty sure we'll reach there uh, sooner or later what what i feel is that while you all this happens people will still find a way or a loophole to work around things uh, and that is that is going to happen i mean even while uday did speak about the modis and the malayas they found a way to work around it in spite of sibyl being there so you will still find some way some loophole to figure out a way of out of all these things and you will have that also happening at the same time oh i read a very interesting comment and that makes me ask this question you know uh, to take this further that if we change the scoring pattern of tinder will this work in favor of we becoming better people we got a new startup idea there <laughs> i mean instead of everything else if tinder follows this will we actually become better people that's a fantastic question shubho i couldn't expect anything else from you i mean bang on man I mean, yeah chetna chetna made a very interesting point but uh, you know let, let me remind all of you bankers are always heartless guys you know we always use our brains uh, you know to make assessments and i don't think uh, uh, you know how much of um, uh, contribution you make back to the society is going to be anywhere built into you know the scoring uh, algorithms that we are going to build uh, having said that i think uh, you know one positive that i definitely look if this is how it is going to pan out in 2030 i think uh, the consumer would definitely get uh, um, you know the privilege to choose where to pick up credit and at what cost uh, you know to pick up credit i, I think that's going to be one plus Uh, that i can i can imagine because if you are going to cons- consistently keep uh, you know getting rate, uh, rated better uh, i don't think uh, where you go and buy uh, credit is going to really matter because you can dictate at what rate you're going to pick up uh, credit and i'm i'm sure it'll be at the lowest possible cost but on the, uh, the the flip side is what i really wish does not happen is 
we don't end up creating one more society of haves and have nots uh, you know the, the guys who have the scores and the guys who don't have the scores that's something uh, you know which i really don't want to see my my contrarian point is i think as soon as this comes everyone's score is going to crash so suddenly if you if you're at you're at about 600 score let's say everyone's going to crash and suddenly the new normal as it were in 2030 everyone again will normalize because no one is perfect and eventually there will be someone like nirav modi who can beat the system and convince human ingenuity ingenuity like how anand talked about will always win in the end i think that's the whole thing yeah that also uh, that also brings i mean while we are now running out of time that brings me to the point that uh, i mean technology of course always has a has both sides i mean i don't really think there is any technology today which doesn't have uh, the bad side and the good side but having said that when we look at progressing in technology which is very important for our evolution uh, what we need to kind of look at is that are the number of goods better than the number of you know bad ones that it brings along and and are we able to kind of uh, look at using the good side of technology to kind of make our lives better and improve our lives that's that's the whole point of uh, dealing with technology uh, and and the way it is evolving i think today we are heading towards uh, heading towards a space where technology will definitely be a part of our lives it will integrate to uh, every aspect of our life it will also start integrating into emotions of what we uh, go through today i mean i am i'm told that by 2030 we will have an ai on the board of an organization and that's going to be a reality so that's where we're heading to and i think we will all learn to kind of live with it balance it out thank you for listening to this episode of the menza podcast we will see you guys in the next episode and definitely don't forget to check out the menza app which is available for ios and android devices where you can have 20 minute focus conversations about various topics and be part of a healthy ever growing community of creators listeners and learners